Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Welcome. So glad you joined us for this study in Exodus. We are nearing the end of Exodus, and now we are looking at the time when Moses was with God on Mount Sinai. This story is amazing, and there is so much we can learn from Moses' interaction with God. Our lesson title is The Cry of the Soul. This is pointing to the God-shaped hole in each of us. Since God created us, all people have a desire to connect with him. This desire is seen in every age, every gender, and in every culture. It really is the cry of every soul. And today, we're going to think about this together. In Exodus, Moses saw God. Many of us long for this. I do. I hope that soon we can all see him together. But we haven't yet. For now, God has us here. We are on earth where sin has corrupted many things. The consequences of the fall are everywhere. It's like Romans says, all creation groaneth. We are a long way from the perfection that was in the Garden of Eden and that God created us for. I don't think we realize how much our lives have been impacted by living under the curse of sin for 6,000 years. We have become used to it because this is all we know. Every now and then, though, we get glimpses of the glory. Sin has not ruined everything, but it does seem like it has touched an awful lot. We are confident Jesus will come back and reverse the curse. We are absolutely looking forward to the glory that is coming. However, till then, many times we agree with Paul in 1 Corinthians 13. In verse 12, he makes this interesting claim. He says, Now we see through a glass darkly. I understand this is like trying to see your reflection in a water puddle. You can see yourself, but barely. When you try to look closely at something, you can't make it out. However, the shape and the big things are visible. It seems Paul had some questions and wished to know more. He didn't know everything like he wished he did, because he was seeing through a glass darkly. I don't know about you, but often I feel the same way. I wish I knew more. I wish I could see clearly. Paul goes on by saying, But then, face to face, I shall know, even as also I am known. Imagine going from looking at a reflection of yourself in a puddle to seeing face to face. This is way better and perfectly clear. Every detail is right in front of you. Those small things you couldn't see become crystal clear. In a similar way, I believe many of our questions will be answered. Those things we don't understand will become clear. Now, think about the next phrase. I shall know as I am known. How well are you known? Jesus says God knows the number of hairs on our heads. He really knows everything about us. Now imagine that we know that much. You will know as much as you are known. And we know God knows us completely. This hasn't happened yet. This day is coming. We long for that time when all the consequences and corruption of sin will be wiped out. Just that change 
will make things much clearer. However, till that happens, we are limited. We see through a glass darkly. Listen, we have enough clarity to know the life we must live. We won't make excuses. And we get glimpses of the glory. We see enough to keep us going. In Exodus 33, Moses got a glimpse of the glory of God. We also can get glimpses as we look at this story. It may not be as clear as what Moses saw, and we know it's no comparison to what is coming. But be encouraged. God is real, and the cry of our souls is answered best when we turn to him. If you can, turn to Exodus 33 for the rest of today's lesson. Follow along with Bible teacher J. Mark Horst as he shares several discoveries which answer the cry of the soul. Deep in the spirit of every man and woman, there is a cry to know God. I'm sure of that. You might ask, how can you be so sure? It's because God created us, and he made us to have fellowship with him. The famous Bishop of Hippo, Augustine, many years ago said, I am restless until I find my rest in thee. He was speaking to God. The reason there are so many restless people in the world today is because they haven't found their rest in the Lord. They're constantly grasping, moving, searching, longing for something better. The movements of people all over the world are testament to that fact. The cry of the soul is there, but they have not found the answer. They don't know where to turn for peace and for rest. So they question whether there is any meaning or purpose for their existence. Is there any point to life? Because for many of them, life seems pointless. They have not learned where to find rest, and perhaps you're among them. Have you found your place of rest? Well, if not, I trust you will open your heart to this message so that you can find rest. The answer to the cry of your soul is found in our text for today, Exodus chapter 33 and verses 18 to 23. Listen carefully as I read that text. That's Exodus chapter 33, beginning with verse 18. This text records a conversation between Moses and God. Moses begins, And he said, I beseech you, show me your glory. And he said, that is, God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, You cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. In this cry of Moses, we make several discoveries which lead us to the answer for the cry of the soul. The first discovery is Moses' wish. The cry of Moses' soul expressed itself in this wish, I want to see God's glory. Show me your glory, he said. And then God responded, I will show you my goodness. I will show you my grace. I will show you my mercy. God answered this way, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, 
and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Wasn't God good to Moses? God was saying to him, I hear the cry of your soul, and I will meet your wish. I will show you my goodness, my grace, and my mercy. You know, I wish somehow I could get this across to you that the cry of your soul is much like Moses' cry. Don't you feel the way Moses did? Wouldn't you like to see God? We will learn the answer as we cultivate an awareness to see the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God all around us. And then there's a second discovery in this cry of the soul it is God's wisdom. So we have Moses' wish and now God's wisdom. The Lord said to Moses, You cannot see my face. And here is the truth that you and I always need to remember. God in his wisdom doesn't grant every wish that you and I desire. Our wishes may need to be modified. That's what happened to Moses' wish, because not every wish is a good wish, or a wish that can be completely fulfilled. From the cry of our hearts, we may express it, but we must remember that his wisdom, God's wisdom, is better. And God answers us in wisdom. That wisdom may not be exactly the way we want it to be. It may not fulfill our wish completely. But God's wisdom is so much better. Because you see, if God had granted Moses his wish, then Moses would not have been able to live. The Lord said, There shall no man see me and live. That's why I tell you God's wisdom must be our desire above our personal wishes, because not every wish would be good for us to have fulfilled. So let's remember that God's wisdom is better than our wish, and I thank the Lord that he understood Moses' heart cry, what I've called the cry of his soul. Had God given him his wish, Moses would have died. He could not see the face of God and live. So I thank the Lord for his wisdom in dealing in this way with Moses, and I thank God for his wisdom in dealing with each of us as we seek him. And then there's a final discovery. It is God's will. The Lord said, There is a place here by me. Oh, that's beautiful. Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand on a rock. I hope that you can understand the real significance of this. God brought Moses right up beside him. He said, close by me. There is a hiding place here, and when my glory passes by, I will put you in that cleft of the rock, and then I'll cover you with my hand as I pass by. Now, a cleft is a narrow crack or a fissure, an opening in the rock. I imagine it was just wide enough for Moses to fit his body into it. How precious this is! How gracious is the Lord that he would find that place by his side and put Moses safely in there while his glory passed by. That way, Moses would not need to die, but he could have fellowship with the Lord. God's provision answered the cry of Moses' soul, and God was so gracious. Moses was informed then by the Lord that after his glory had passed by, God would take away his hand, and Moses would be able to see God's back. He couldn't see his face, but he could see his back, because his face cannot be seen. That was God's will for Moses. For you and me, God's will must be our real desire, 
and we can experience that place by His side. Yes, praise the Lord, isn't it wonderful that God's will can be expressed so clearly? He has a place by His side for you and for me. The cry of the soul then expresses the wish and accepts God's wisdom and submits to God's will. When we cry like Moses cried, then we can truly know God, because God is real. He wants to be real to you, just as real as he was to Moses there when he stood beside the Lord and was hidden away in that cleft of the rock. Wouldn't you like to know God like that? You can, through his word and through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and through the work of the Holy Spirit. Thanks, J. Mark, for sharing this with us. We look forward to the time when God will be as real to us as he was here with Moses. Or even better, when we will be with Moses where he is now, with God, seeing him face to face. Till then, grow in your love for God, spend time with him, invest in his people, and serve him with all you have where you are. We thank you so much for joining us for this teaching. If you have questions, or if you'd like a copy of today's teaching, we would love to hear from you. Here is how you can contact us. The quickest way is email. Our email address is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, not a problem. Send us a letter. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, PA, 15533. Or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you can listen to other teaching like this and find other resources. So please look around while you're there. Again, the website is heraldsofhope.org. We hope you will join us next week. And as you go, think about James 4.8, where it says, Draw nigh to God. It is followed by the promise, And He will draw nigh to you. With today's lesson in mind, this is comforting. This is where our cry is answered.